KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, December 29th. San Diego School Board cancels plans to bring students back to school. That story next, but first, let's do the headlines. Eleven counties, including San Diego, are waiting to hear from state officials today about if the stay-at-home orders will indeed continue. That decision likely rests on how ICU projections look for the next month. Newsom says hospitalizations in the state have plateaued in most places, but not in Southern California. Meanwhile, in San Diego, public health officials reported more than 1,700 new coronavirus cases on Monday and two more deaths. The Oakland Police Department is investigating after a sculpture of Breonna Taylor was smashed in downtown Oakland over the weekend. That's according to the Associated Press. The bust was installed just two weeks ago to honor Taylor, a black woman killed by police in Louisville, Kentucky during a no-knock warrant drug raid in March. The California Supreme Court ruled unanimously on Monday that inmates convicted of nonviolent sex crimes cannot be denied a chance at early parole. The consideration comes from a ballot measure approved by voters in 2016. Proponents say it was never intended to cover sex offenders, but the lower courts say the plain language in the bill means sex offenders cannot be excluded, and the higher court agreed. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. San Diego Union High School District planned to have students return to campus part-time starting in January and then full-time by the end of January. Those plans are now canceled according to an announcement on Monday. KPBS education reporter Joe Hong has more. Earlier this month, the San Diego Union High School District unveiled an ambitious reopening plan that would allow students to return to campus part-time starting January 4th and full-time starting January 27th. But the school board rescinded that plan on Monday in a 4-to-1 vote after the teachers' union sued the district, arguing that it could not reopen schools while the county was still in the state's most restrictive purple tier for COVID-19 cases. Board member Katrina Young said the decision was indicative of the balancing act school officials have had to perform throughout the pandemic. There's some parents that are fearful that their kids are not thriving right now, and that absolutely has to be acknowledged. And there's other parents that are fearful that right now is not the time to open campuses. And that also has to be acknowledged. But board member Michael Allman, who cast the only dissenting vote, criticized the board for backing off after the legal threats from the teachers union. Since the union doesn't like it, they just file a lawsuit and it looks like we'll cave to them. I just don't think it's a good idea to reinforce that behavior. 
San Diego has been offering some in-person instruction to vulnerable students, and according to guidance from the state, the district can continue offering these limited services, but it cannot expand to a more comprehensive reopening while the county remains in the purple tier. Board members urged parents whose students are struggling to reach out to their schools to see if they qualify for limited in-person instruction. That was KPBS education reporter Joe Hong. Two military medical teams are headed for San Joaquin County today amid a shortage of ICU beds for COVID-19 patients. Hospitals there are nearly 40 percent over capacity. Brooke McCullough is with Dameron Hospital and Adventist Health Lodi Memorial in Stockton. She says the military medical staff are on a 30-day mission, but she expects to need them even more in the new year. Saw the same trend after Thanksgiving. So we anticipate that to happen again. We also pay attention to the number of positives just in the community. And with that number increasing, we anticipate there will be more hospitalizations from that group of people as well. Military medical teams also came to the county's aid last July to help with ICU staffing. The San Joaquin Valley and Southern California were the first regions to be issued state mandatory stay-at-home orders when ICU bed capacities dropped to critical levels. Dentists say stress from the pandemic, social unrest, and even the election are contributing to a host of problems. That stress often manifests in people grinding their teeth, which can especially affect people over 40 who've had root canals, cracked teeth, and old fillings. Stockton dentist Dr. Edward Graham says he's seen more signs of that in his patients. People who are commuters will find themselves stressed in traffic, in clenching, but most of the time it's nocturnal or at night and when you don't have control over it. And what happens is that your body actually kind of relieves the stress built up in it by grinding of the jaws. Dr. Graham recommends a dental night guard worn during sleep to prevent clenching and grinding. Those are usually available through your dentist or a drugstore. He also says the pandemic has led to patients putting off getting their regular checkups and cleanings, which can lead to a host of tooth and gum problems. Coming up, CVS and Walgreens pharmacies are gearing up to help vaccinate California's nursing homes. We'll have that story next, just after this break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
San Diego nursing homes are expected to get started on vaccinations this week with some help from CVS and Walgreens pharmacies. The two companies were chosen by the Trump administration to administer vaccinations in long-term care facilities and then eventually provide vaccines to the general public. For this huge undertaking, CVS is looking to hire more than 100 pharmacists and technicians. Lisa Kalagian is a licensed pharmacist and a district leader for CVS Health. She spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Kavanaugh to talk about the vaccine operation. How is CVS coordinating with local nursing homes to set up the vaccination programs? So actually back in October, the CDC sent out a survey to all long-term care facilities nationwide to survey them to decide if they wanted to opt in and have CVS or Walgreens come on site and provide the vaccine. So a lot of this work has been happening since October behind the scenes. We have 40,000 long-term care facilities that have agreed to opt in with CVS, 15,000 of which are in California. So um, there is a timeline scheduled and all of that has been going on with CDC in partnership. Can they still apply now? Absolutely. Our goal is to get as many vaccinated as possible. Um, They would contact CVS directly and uh, create that contract. Do you know what vaccine the CVS teams will have? Would that be Pfizer or Moderna? It's a great question. It's actually state specific. I can just speak on, you know, on behalf of California, we are now moving forward with the Pfizer vaccine as of this morning. And the CDC makes that decision then what what vaccine that you, you get, what vaccine each state gets? It's state specific, so it would be a partnership with the state and the CDC. Will there be a charge to the residents who receive the vaccinations? The vaccine will not have a charge for any of those who will be vaccinated with it. It's actually going to be initially reimbursed with the federal government, after which behind the scenes reimbursement would occur with uh, private insurances. And for those who are not insured, the HRSA would step in and provide the reimbursement for it. And how will the vaccine be transported and administered at the long-term care facilities? It's a great question. So five out of the six vaccines that are going to be coming out are standard refrigerated and freezer types of uh, temperatures. Pfizer is a little bit more complicated. It is on dry ice. The packaging that is arriving right now is actually phenomenal. It has its own temperature screening inside the box when it arrives. There's constant temperature readings and dry ice will be utilized in order to keep it at the right temperatures. And it will be transported with that same temperature monitoring device with dry ice to the long-term care facilities. Do you you know how many uh, long-term care facilities in San Diego have signed up already? I don't have the numbers for county specifically, just 15,000 in the state of California, and we're expecting to vaccinate 700,000 long-term care residents and facility members in the next 12 weeks. Now, it was reported over the weekend that there are currently 100 cases of COVID-19 at one Escondido nursing home. So for many in these care facilities, vaccinations cannot come soon enough. When would you expect to start seeing a reduction in COVID infections at nursing homes here? 
It's a great question. And the sooner we get into that nursing home, the sooner we expect to see that reduction. Today was our go live date in California. So on behalf of the company, we're very excited and eager to help bring normalcy back, allow for the long-term care residents to really feel what it's like to go back to, um, you know, being able to hug and touch and see relatives. So today is our first day inside the long-term care facilities. And the sooner we're in them, the sooner we'll be able to get back to normalcy and, and have humanity restored. And will you also be administering a second vaccination to the residents in 21 days? That's correct. So actually, we will be visiting each long-term care facility three times. The first one would be for the initial dose. The second visit would be three to four weeks apart, depending on the, the vaccine. And then the third visit would be for anyone that actually received the initial dose during our second visit. So perhaps somebody joined the, the long-term care facility a little later or weren't feeling well on their first visit. So we will make sure to hit each one three times to ensure that everyone has been vaccinated appropriately with both of the vaccinations, the initial and the booster. Do you have any estimate on how long it may take to get all long-term care patients in San Diego vaccinated? I actually don't have those numbers. The sooner each um, long-term care facility is contracted, the sooner we can move along with making sure that every resident who wants to receive the vaccine has been given that opportunity. The CDC says the next groups of people to get vaccinated will be workers in essential and critical industries and people at high risk for severe COVID-19 illness due to underlying medical conditions. Will CVS be involved in those vaccine programs? Absolutely. So CVS has been contracted with the United States Department of Health and Human Services to be one of the official COVID-19 vaccination program providers. So initially, yes, we are going to the long-term care facilities. After that, we have plans to then move past to the next phase and eventually to the general public. We're anticipating by March, April. Um, of course, that timeline is fluid, but there is a phase approach and CVS is definitely on board to help with that. What are you expecting to start in March or April? Can you tell me that again? The vaccination to the general public. So, okay. So in, in uh, pretty much early spring. That is the anticipated, but again, that timeline is fluid. And how will that work? Will it be like getting a flu shot or will you have to make an appointment? You will have to make an appointment. So initially you'll make your first appointment after which it will prompt you to make your second follow-up appointment in the appropriate timeline. And that can be done online. We're also going to be leveraging our social media, online platforms, as well as reaching out to our 30 million extra care loyalty members and 90 million of our patients who are already signed up for text alerts. So those are the platforms we will be utilizing when we are ready for general vaccinations. And as I mentioned, it's been noted that CVS is looking to add more pharmacists and technicians because of this large undertaking of, of all these vaccinations. How is that hiring going? I mean, are there pharmacists just waiting to be hired? Absolutely. So we are excited to be able to provide this to pharmacists, our pharmacy interns and technicians based on each state's regulations. We are anticipating 
30,000 pharmacists on board and 60,000 technicians to provide for the vaccinations. And yes, absolutely, we are open, we are hiring. Uh, we've got a whole team out there recruiting. And um, I think at this point, as a pharmacist, our goal is to be involved as much as we can. So if we weren't a CVS pharmacist prior to, I mean, we have those who are reaching out and saying, I want to be part of this and are interviewing and actually becoming part of the COVID vaccine program for our company. So we're very excited to provide for that. That was Lisa Kalajian, pharmacist and district leader for CVS Health, speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. And for our art segment today, The World of Wong Kar Wai was released on Christmas Day. It's a collection of seven restored films by the Hong Kong director and will be available through Digital Gym Cinema at home for the next month. KPBS film critic Beth Accomando says you should treat yourself to the uniquely seductive style of Wong Kar Wai. When it comes to romance, I'm a cynic. But there's one contemporary filmmaker who can make me swoon, and that's Wong Kar Wai. Since his directorial debut in 1988, Wong has been sweeping audiences off their feet with his intoxicating style. If his films, As Tears Go By, Happy Together, In the Mood for Love, sound more like song titles, maybe that's because he thinks of them as cinematic jam sessions. And we just like a group of musicians, a jazz band, you know, and I'm the band leader. Whenever I have a session, I just call up everybody and they just come over and we have a jamming. Although each film has a distinctly different rhythm, they all riff on similar themes of love, loss, desire, and the possibility and impossibility of love. I've interviewed Wong and he says that in a sense, he's making a single epic work. I, I always say that I'm making a very long film. And each, each film I make is just like a, a, a sequence in that long film. And I'm not sure what the long, long film is uh, intended to be. But anyway, I just love them all. And so do I. And now you have an opportunity to enjoy them together as part of the world of Wong Kar Wai. The seven restored titles are available for the next month through Digital Gym Cinema at home. Wong refers to these restorations as an opportunity to present them as new works from a different vantage point in his career. So whether you're familiar with his films or completely new to his work, this is a great opportunity to surrender to his rapturous romanticism. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.